Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,572. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from my hometown, San Diego, California, Sean Poor. Sean Poor is the co-founder of Cellmax, a nationwide car buying service. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in computer science from my alma mater, San Diego State University, and he earned his degree while running his company. Sean got his start in entrepreneurship at the young age of 14 during the 2008 economic crisis. However, that didn't deter him, and he hasn't looked back since. It hasn't been an easy road, but it's certainly taught him a lot throughout his journey. We're going to be back in a minute to learn more about Sean and Cellmax, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars yeah possible. So sit tight, buckle up, and we'll be right back. The most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior isn't that drink your kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash. They fade the colors inside your car. And the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install. And they protect your vehicle while parked in the harsh sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles, and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options, feature an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them up a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a sunscreen for your family members and your friends. They're custom-made and fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that you're sure to love. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and you've got a deal. That's Covercraft.com. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Get your sunscreen today. You'll thank me for it later. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names. Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, 
all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH today to get your deal. Cheers. Hey, Sean, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, I'm at the start line and ready to go. All right, this is cool. Well, I'm a little jealous. You're calling in from sunny San Diego where I grew up, so I do kind of miss the sunshine and going out and surfing when I was young. And you and I went to the same school when I was at San Diego State University. I started my business as well as a car detailer, so we have a few things in common here. But before we jump into what you're doing there at Cellmax, I want to ask you this question. I want you to tell our listeners one little thing that most people don't know about you? Uh, well, you know, I'm a marketer and I'm a tech guy who, uh, you know, has a passion for business. And uh, my father actually ran a used car dealership mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up. And that's kind of what, you know, led me down this path. And the thing that most people, I guess, didn't really know about me was while I was working on the business all throughout like high school and college, none of my close friends really knew I was working on a business just because. <laughs> I feel like most people couldn't really uh, understand or even think of running a company. Right. So I didn't really have much in common with that. And it's funny, in high school, I was kind of, uh, I I think a lot of teachers maybe thought I was a bad kid at the end of the, you know, high school because... (laughs) Yeah, I was the guy who was missing every, every, uh, uh, the end of senior year, I was missing every Friday, just staying home to work on the business. And, <laughs> and my, my parents, a real job. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my parents were okay with it because, you know, I was actually working on something and senior year was kind of just a, a little bit of a joke at the end. And, yeah. but the teachers were, the teachers I, I could tell were getting a little bit upset. So, like, where I was is working Sean? At, yeah, it's like that Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sean. Yeah. Sean. Yeah, so, Sean. So the, so the teachers out there, like, uh, if you were wondering, I was uh, I was working on a company. I wasn't playing video games. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's pretty cool. I had a similar similar thing because I had a detailing business throughout high school, and the students that didn't know me very well, I always had money in my pocket because I had my own business, and some of them thought I was dealing drugs or something like that. And I did have a few people say, "Hey, I, I, uh, can I buy some drugs from you?" And I'm like, "No, but I'll <laughs> detail your car if you <laughs> you'd like me to do that." So. I think that's great. Well, it's fantastic. And I worked through my college years as well. And many times I would ask my professors, could I do a real project instead of the project you want me to do? And they would say yes. So I could work, you know, on the project I got paid for and presented in class. And it worked out pretty well. So I I commend you on your your grit and determination. I think that's fantastic. And we're going to learn a lot more here. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that perhaps has been instrumental in forming your life and the many successes you've had. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Sean, grab the wheel. All right. So for this one, I thought of a quote from, uh, I found a quote from Mark Cuban. Ah, great. And he has a quote that he says, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. It doesn't matter how many times you almost get it right. No one's going to know or care about your failures. And neither should you. All you have to do is learn from them ah. and those around you because all that matters in business is that you get it right once. Then everyone can tell you how lucky you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that. And I've heard that from so many guests here. And I love that concept of failing. In fact, I think there was a 
maybe a book or something called Failing First or something like that. Where, yeah. Yeah, where, uh, where it's okay. And you know, I had a guest on this show, a woman who said, every January 1st, I come up with a New Year's resolution, and it's to fail a hundred times in the new year. And I always thought, wow, what a great idea. That means you're going to be trying a hundred new things you've never done. So how have you taken that concept that uh, the very successful Mark Cuban has applied to his life into your business? So, I mean, just in my life, you know, I failed so many times throughout the entire journey. Uh, when I was starting out, I wrote terrible code, but, you know, I learned along the way. Mm-hmm. I made dumb business decisions. You know, I trusted the wrong people uh, with money and I lost that money. Yeah. People who said they, you know, knew how to do marketing and mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of took the money and ran. I tested, you know, tons of different marketing channels and most of the time it's, you know, they're they're a waste of they're a waste of money, but when you get that one success, you can scale it. Right. Um, and you know, I to me, all those failures compound and they build onto each other. And that's kind of how I live my life and run my business. And you can't really beat yourself up too much about failures. I see a lot of people they fail once and then it's you know, oh, everything's done. I I can't do this. Business is too hard. And I don't think they realize that. I think pretty much everyone who's successful in business has failed a lot more than you realize. Of course they have. Yeah, it's that old proverbial picture of the iceberg with the little bit sticking above that's the success and all the bulk is down below that nobody sees the blood, sweat and tears. Well, I share I share that with you. I was on a venture once where I lost a lot of money from somebody who basically cheated me and I was so frustrated and so angry. And my wife had a great attitude. She said, well, you just bought your MBA on that. So, uh, (laughs) you know, move on and uh, don't let it absorb you. Just now, you know, uh, at least how to do that kind of business and you won't deal with that again. So it's difficult when people cheat you and you trust people and you want to keep trusting people. And I'm glad it hasn't made you cynical. Let's talk about Cellmax. I would like for you to share a lot more about this business. Tell me all about it. What's it all about? What are the benefits for the consumer? So Cellmax is basically a middle ground between, you know, not trading in your car, but not selling it on uh, selling it on a place like Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, if you take your car and you sell it on Craigslist, you are going to fetch more money. But if you value your time or want the car sold a lot quicker, we can usually have it picked up, you know, within 24 hours in most cases. Wow, cool. Yeah, so we send out a tow truck, pay the customers and take it away. You know, we we do a lot of the purchases we make are cars that are in like less than optimal condition. Mm-hmm. So say you have a car and, you know, you get in a crash with it or something and, uh, you know, no one on Craigslist is going to want to buy it. You didn't really get paid out by your insurance. So we're kind of the people that customers call to go ahead and take that away. Okay. Yeah. Apart from that, uh, we buy like a lot of junk cars as well. So if you just got something that's been sitting in your yard for, you know, 20 years and you want to go ahead and get that taken care of, well, we purchase those as well. Very interesting. So primarily you're dealing with maybe perhaps, is it fair to say cars that are more difficult for people to get rid of that might be more of a burden for them? That's correct. And also, you know, there's customers, I mean, if you have like a pretty, you know, hype, like if you have a job where you value your time a lot, maybe you don't want to spend five hours or, I mean, five hours like a week selling your car on Craigslist meeting with people. So some people see value in the, you know, the time to to sell versus just getting it off their hands. Absolutely. Now, do you also sell cars then? Uh, So how we work is, um, you know, we we have a lot of independent contractors that work with us. We have partnerships with like 
a lot of different auction houses throughout the U.S. Mm -hmm. and um, even like car dealerships who will buy directly from us as well. So we kind of just have we don't directly sell the cars ourselves. We kind of just have partnerships with a we basically we're like a wholesaler to to dealers. Okay, very cool. Well, I mentioned in your bio that you you started a business back during the economic crisis of 08, 09. And I I always say anybody who can survive starting a business during that period has a great chance of always being successful. And here we find ourselves in another incredible unforeseen situation with this pandemic situation. How has this current situation affected you? And are you and your family happy and healthy right now? Yeah, we're all happy and healthy. How about you guys? How are yes, you thank you. So far, so good. Uh, my wife is works at a private school, so they've, of course, have had to shut down. So she's been home and having to put up with me. But uh, <laughs> but oh, we're getting along okay, so uh, she hasn't kicked me out the front door yet. But uh, in fact, I keep threatening to put her to work. Maybe she can edit shows for me or something like yeah. that. But So uh, how has this pandemic affected you and your business? So the business, it's actually a bit strange. So in the very beginning you know, the sales of the cars were just like all over. The prices were just kind of tanking and Mm -hmm. not doing that well. But a funny thing happened is that now that things are kind of opening back up, a lot of the dealers are low on inventory. So we've actually seen the prices of cars kind of uh, moving up in the auctions at the moment. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of people are having, there's a lot of auctions that aren't even open at the moment. Mm -hmm. So the ones that are, are kind of getting even... uh, a little bit more competitive because people are just running out of cars to sell. Wow. You know, it's interesting. I've had several friends who've bought new cars in just the last month and they've said, oh my gosh, I got killer deals. Like I never thought. Now these are brand new car purchases. Yeah. Brand, yeah that's brand, a different deal, right? Yeah. Brand new cars. I think they're trying to maybe move them before like the end of the year type thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the used cars is like uh we have some car dealer friends as well, and they they're having they they are saying like you know where do I even get cars from? I, so I think they're a li- they're like kind of confused at the moment. Right, right. Because some dealerships were closed, at least their sales departments were, their service departments were open. Others had skeletal crews and so forth, or you could, of course, still buy cars online if you bought them through, let's say, the Costco buying group, or even some dealerships you could call and they would still set things up for you if you knew exactly what you wanted. But, well, I'm glad that it hasn't gravely affected you. Boy, it has hurt so many people in this country. I just feel so bad for so many businesses that just are not going to be able to pull out of this thing. My heart goes out to all of them because we all know how hard it is to build a business and and to have it taken out from under you in a way like this has. Who would have thought, gosh, we were firing on all 12 cylinders just eight, nine weeks ago. And just like a race car, the wheels came off and we went into the wall. So uh, I'm glad to hear things are going okay for you. I want you to talk about a big challenge or a big failure. Now, we touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, the idea of failing. I always say, if you're going to fail, if you're going to fall, fall forward, because you're a little bit further ahead when you get back up. I want you to share one of these big challenges in particular with us. But most importantly, what was that lesson learned and how did that experience help you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career, your business, or your life? So take us on a journey. Okay, so one of the biggest challenges that you know, I ran into, I think this was towards the end of my maybe senior year in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were doing, I mean, a uh, senior year in high school, we were, uh, we were doing pretty well. And, 
you know, I had a marketing channel that was just working really well for us and things were going good. We had just like signed a lease for a new office and, you know, it was pretty exciting. (laughs) Okay, now (laughs) now you got to wait a minute here. You're in high school, your senior year, and you just signed a lease for a new office. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, at the time, it wasn't me who signed the lease. Like, uh, you know, I worked with my father. so he. Okay, I was going to say, who signed a lease (laughs) with a (laughs) 17-year-old? Yeah, no, no. Uh, we we actually that's the nice thing is I've you know I've worked really close with my uh, my family and uh, you know great. my dad's yeah my dad's always been there so awesome. he's kind of been like a partner with me and cool uh, so yeah we were we were excited we got a new lease granted it wasn't like super expensive or anything but all of a sudden you know what happened that advertising channel kind of dried up yeah and you know we lost a a huge chunk of our revenue coming in mm-hmm. and. Uh, the lesson I learned from that was diversification is mm. so, so key. So, you know, I went back, we had to go back to the drawing board and test, 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 mm-hmm. run different ads uh, and get some more leads coming in. And I just think when things are going really well or well for you, that's the time where you need to be the most like afraid and working on <laughs> different. Yeah, it's counterintuitive, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to be in a situation where revenue or you're losing money every month and then you're like grasping at straws to find out what's working um so it's better when you have a runway i think and that's the biggest thing i've learned is you know always expect that something is going to go wrong so when it does you're in a decent position and i think that thinking helped in this you know, pandemic situation because we were kind of, uh, you know, we we never overextend ourselves and mm-hmm. try to, yeah, try to diversify. Well, it's an incredibly important lesson. And I, I believe, like we mentioned with what's going on right now in the world is having that runway and being prepared for a disaster. And it goes back to the old days when at least my parents would say, always save for a rainy day. Always have some cash set aside because you never know when something might go wrong. And I think our society, especially in the last, say, 20 plus years, has a whole new attitude about that. And everything can be bought on credit. Everything can be put off till later. People buying things they really can't afford. Even if you look at the car market, the increase in cars leased versus purchased tells me that there's a lot of cars out there being leased by people who can't really afford the kind of car they're driving. So they never own that vehicle. They never have any equity built into it. Of course, most vehicles are not a good investment program (laughs) at all. But uh, I think you know what I mean. So I I think you learned some valuable lessons on If there are some silver linings that come out of this pandemic, I believe a lot of people will realize, you know what, I need to be prepared for anything and everything. And you said that really well, Sean. When everything's going well, that's when you need to be most afraid. I think that's a great concept. Most people, that's very counterintuitive. Yeah, it is. And I, you know, I've seen it myself where people, they have a business. I I, I kind of see it a lot in... um, the construction industry as an example, when like when real estate's booming, you know, the contractors are doing really well. And I see them buying like a lot of fancy trucks, uh, Uh, things like that. And, and then all of a sudden the market, you know, it's always an up and down. And as soon as the market kind of takes a hit, then it seems like they're having cash flow problems. And uh, yeah, yeah. it just keeps repeating itself. And Mm -hmm. it's something to, 
definitely keep in mind. And I think you should be like pretty frugal if you're running a business. Well, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Always have cash reserves. Where did you learn this? Con- was it from your dad that you learned this business concept? Because a lot of young people aren't taught that. I, I really believe they need to be teaching more economics in junior high, high school, and college as mandatory courses. I mean, just simple, basic economics and savings and things like that. And they really don't teach much of that. There used to be home economics way back when I was a kid, but it was mostly all girls learning how to run a house and balance a checkbook and cook and those kinds of things. And everything's so different now. But uh, where did you learn that, that acumen, that concept that you just shared with us? Yeah, so I would say it actually did come from my father. Um, you know, he, he immigrated here mm-hmm. from Iran. Mm-hmm. And when he came here, they, he came here with his brothers and they, they virtually had no money here. So they got their start, you know, very poor. And uh, they weren't on any like uh, any financial assistance or anything back then. I mean, they were just, they were working, working hard, yeah. working, working, working. And my, I, and my dad came here when he was like, uh, maybe, yeah, before around high school and mm-hmm. he was working a, you know, full-time job. And I remember him telling me a story like, you know, you don't you don't really know what it is to be that that tough. Like I, I came, uh, you know, I came home and I couldn't even find anything to eat in the house one day. So yeah. I, it's it's like I, I realize that people can, I mean, I, there's you can be in an unfortunate situation and you should take what you have for granted and save, I think. Yep. And yep. I don't Absolutely. ever want to I don't want to find myself in a you know, a tough spot like no. that. Well, he, he was very, uh, obviously he's a great man and he was good for him to, uh, press that forward with you and learn him. And, uh, I love the fact that he came here, uh, to the land of the free and found his way and built his business and worked hard and created a family who's continuing that. So kudos to you and your family for what you've done. I think it's fantastic. Let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. So sit tight. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's sports car market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast, with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH. For buy, sell, hold, that's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, 
has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we're back here, Sean, and I'd love for you to share a story that instigated a passion that you have for vehicles. It must have been something, um, you know, for your father to come to the United States and and see the different culture. I mean, he can't even imagine that going to such a different environment. But cars are such a big part of the United States. So tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that, you know what, I think I'm going to be a car guy. Yeah, so this is funny. I'll take you really far back in time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it started maybe around in first grade, uh, and I was I was homesick from school. Uh, I think I had a stomach ache, but I was I was pretty uh, I was playing hooky a lot back then. So maybe, <laughs> you were maybe, you were planning your future business in first grade. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I wasn't sick, but I, I just remember Fast and the Furious came on TV, uh-huh. and that that's when I got kind of my first glimpse into into cars and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember like the Toyota Supra in there and the the Charger with <laughs> Vin Diesel and yeah. I I feel like the younger I, our younger generation Fast and the Furious was kind of a big uh, big movie for us. No kidding. Yeah, I think that corrupted a lot of youth of your generation. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, did you have a first special vehicle in your life, a first car that stands out for you? Yeah, it was the uh, 1997. I, well, it was the Honda Prelude model. Of the, oh. I think it went to 2001, but I, I had a 1997 Honda Prelude. Nice. With like a, <laughs> that was funny. It had like the Gretty exhaust and the <laughs> Momo shifter knob. Uh-huh. And I, I got that as a gift, I think for, I think it was for like my 17th birthday or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just always liked that car. It, had a, it was like a race car, but there weren't too many of them. It's, no. I mean, there, there are a decent amount, but it wasn't the one you saw all the time. And I, I thought the look was kind of unique. Yeah, I think they're really kind of cool cars. I remember way back, my wife's father bought a Honda Prelude, the early version of those cars, and it had four-wheel steering. Okay. And their garage, they had kind of an offset thing. And when you he would pull out of his garage, I'd go over there and i go, how are you going to get this car out of here? And he dang, and it just like whoop, whip right out. It was, it was so cool. I think his was, uh, the early SEs. I think they were the eighties cars. Okay. Yeah. Um, that may have been the first generation of those things, but, um, I just remember it was kind of fun to drive. It wasn't super fast or anything, but it was neat. I remember I had when those, the DOT was doing those stupid seatbelt things where they had to have the harness attached to the door. So every time you got in, you felt like you had to climb under the seatbelt and <laughs> get into the car. It's like, God, who came up with this idiotic idea? But, uh, those are great cars. Well, how about this question? I'll bet nobody's asked you this, Sean. You're a very, uh, go-getter, innovative young man. If you woke up to tomorrow and you were a vehicle not what you want to be but you were actually manifest as a vehicle your attributes as a human into a car what would sean poor be and why okay i would be a 1997 to 2001 toyota camry okay why is that yeah i know it sounds funny i know they're not like luxurious vehicles or anything like that yeah uh, but i think as a car it, it fits my personality 
Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty frugal guy. I don't spend a lot of money on like materialistic things like watches, clothes. Smart guy. Uh, and I don't uh I don't know. I don't I don't buy cars that like I mean for business we do, but like for myself I don't really like buying cars that depreciate a lot in value. Right. So <laughs> so I was kind of I'm just conscientious about money and I think that's like a a good car in that term and uh you know I I also like that it's a tank. Like that thing can run forever. Uh-huh. I know my dad had one that had over three hundred thousand oh miles gosh. on it. He barely. It's funny because like we're in cars and stuff, and he barely changed the oil on that. Oh my gosh! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like to think of myself as someone who's kind of like relentless. Like you know, uh-huh. I fall, get back up, and to me, that's like that Camry was just like a beast. Yeah. Well, very well thought through. I think that fits you perfectly. So (laughs) you're a smart young man for sure. Well, we are entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to ask you some lightning round questions and get some lightning round answers from you. Some quick blips of that Toyota Camry throttle. So here we go. (laughs) What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to these successes that you've had? Okay. So there's two things I think are very important. One is exercising daily. Mm-hmm. I didn't for some period of time and I, my productivity is like a lot worse when I'm not exercising. I think it keeps the mind fresh. And yeah. then I also think it's important to learn a little bit, at least a little bit about every aspect of your business. So you know that if someone is, uh, you know, uh, messing with you or they don't know how to do a job, you, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. can pick up on. Yeah. Ah, great, great, great idea. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry Living or deceased, who would it be? Okay, so I, this one might be kind of common, but I think I would pick Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't agree with all his philosophies and stuff, but he's uh, there's no doubt he's a brilliant guy. And oh, he's gosh. founded, I've never seen it. I mean, he's founded like $3 billion companies, so I'm sure he has some. <laughs> I, I think pretty he's pretty bright, people. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last I've heard, you know, I just saw this morning, I get a lot of updates from marketing companies. And yeah. this morning I got one uh, that said most of the car dealers or car manufacturers are down like 61%. During this pandemic, Tesla's the only one that's up. Yeah. Pretty phenomenal. And he says some wild things, and I think it works for him. I- <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he is he's crazy. Um, I think he's an alien, but, uh, yeah. you know, he's a good alien. I, I really <laughs> admire the guy. I just, I look at what he's done, and I think, man, I've wasted my life. I and mean, this guy is just incredible. He's relentless, and he's kind of goofy. You know, I mean, he's not the yeah. most eloquent guy when you hear him speak. He's not a Steve Jobs or anything like that. But my golly, uh, when it when the rubber meets the road, he gets it done, doesn't he? Yeah, SpaceX, PayPal, Tesla. Oh, incredible. It's just it's just phenomenal. The world needs more people like that. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you? All right. So like uh, pressing the accelerator on the car, like you have like an egg underneath it and just, uh, you know, yeah. not gunning it because so many... So many people end up having like transmission issues on their cars. And I think that's kind of a big part of it is just driving it kind of rough. Yeah. Smooth is fast. I remember when I was uh, getting my racing license, uh, them telling us that you drive even a race car like there's an egg under your foot in the accelerator. Not so much the brake, but uh, <laughs> the brakes can be replaced for cheap, but it's the engine components that are expensive. So yeah, smooth is fast. That's for sure. How about one great resource or two, if you'd like, that you find as a go-to for you you'd like to share with our listeners today? So I think a good resource is um, LKQ Online for used parts. I mean, they're pretty big on the used parts industry and they have good warranties and 
things like that. They're they're pretty reputable. I think if they put the mileage on the engine is fifty thousand, you can believe it. Mm-hmm. LKQ. Yeah, LKQ online. They're uh they're like one of the biggest uh used parts. Uh, they're like a junkyard. Yeah. 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 Very cool. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think uh, our listeners would really benefit from reading as well? Yeah, I think this one's great for networking, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. (laughs) It's probably common, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's a great book. It's one of those go-tos that you can go back to over and over and over again. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a great book. Obviously, uh, something every business person should have on their shelves. It's a book I bought for my kids when they went off to college as well. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources Sean has been so good to share with us today on the Carja website. Just go to carja.com, type in Sean Poor, P-O-U-R, You'll find his page there, and there's another great place called Guest Recommended Books where all my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have shared books that they think you might benefit from. There's over 1,600 books listed there. It's a phenomenal library of knowledge, so check it out, and I've made it really easy for you. You just click, takes you right to Amazon, and you buy. All right, John, we are up to the checkered flag here, and I'm going to have a little fun today. I know you're a frugal guy. You're a smart guy with your money. Today, I'm going to throw caution to the wind, and I'm going to buy you a very cool collector card. doesn't <laughs> matter what it is, how much it costs. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there are some rules to this game. You have to drive it, I should say. I want you to drive it. I want you to enjoy it. No garage queens. Uh, you can't sell it to fund your business, so that little trick's off the table. <laughs> it's a keeper. you got to hang on to it. But here's the key. It's the only one very cool collector car you can have, so it needs to tick all the boxes for you. So what can I buy you? All right. This one is going to be uh, Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, w- what is it you love about that car so much? You know, I like I like classic cars and I, I just I, I feel like it just looks great. They, you know, the modifications, everything on it looks looks like really nice to me. And I, I, I could see myself driving that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that was a fun car. It was a fun movie, the whole thing about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, that car, I, I forget how many of those they had to build because they destroyed a bunch of them, I think, <laughs> in that movie. But I'll make sure I get you one that wasn't uh, jumped over a bridge or over a bunch of police cars, if I remember one of the scenes well in that thing that was pretty <laughs> pretty hokey when you look back at it now. But uh, that's movies. That's Hollywood <laughs> for you. Well, that sounds like a fun car for you to have. I'm sure your dad will raise an eyebrow, but just say, Dad, don't worry mark paid for it (laughs) (laughs) so i think you'll have some fun with that you've taken us on a fun ride today i'm really glad you reached out to me and i could share your story your inspiring story with the cars yeah listeners you know you listeners out there that are young or old it's never too late to start your own business you just gotta hustle a bit work hard surround yourself with great people and be like Sean Poor. What's one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you head off down the coast highway? I can see you just driving through La Jolla and Del Mar and huh. Solana Beach and Encinitas and up to Oceanside in that beautiful Eleanor. Huh. Final parting words is, uh, I think if you're passionate about something or thinking of doing something, just take the plunge. Uh, there's a famous quote along the lines of, you know, I'd rather fail uh, than not try at all. Yes. And... Basically, I I think you have to kind of view the world as, you know, everyone's time is going to come. And at the end, you want to make sure that you didn't leave everything on the table and, you know, have a lot of regrets. Yeah, there's nothing worse than laying on your deathbed saying, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's definitely not something that you want to do. There's a great one that ties to this, Sean. Uh, The most dangerous risk of all is the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. 
Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And what's the best way for people to keep in touch with you and learn more about Cellmax? So my company is Cellmax. Um, the website is cellmax.com, S-E-L-L-M-A-X. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach me, you can always shoot me an email at sean at cellmax.com. Okay. Or you can uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash seanpour1. There you go. Awesome. I'll make sure I put links to those on Sean's show notes page. Check out what this young man's doing. It's absolutely phenomenal. I know it will inspire you to get out there and do what you want to do as well with your life. Sean, be healthy. Thanks for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, th- thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and I hope that uh, the listeners can take something away from this and maybe get started on something they've always been thinking of doing. Absolutely. Uh, Just start. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!